In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He has done all things well. Let us have a little context to this encounter of our Lord with this deaf and mute man as he begins to fulfill messianic promises. Our Lord is in the northern part of the Holy Land, coming by the way of Sidon to the Sea of Galilee into the district of the Decapolis. Now the Decapolis was a grouping of ten cities, right? Deca, Decade, Ten, Polis, City, these ten cities in the northern part of Israel that were recently founded cities and a mixture of ethnic Jews and ethnic Greeks and Romans, a sort of cosmopolitan blending. Our Lord comes to this place and people bring to him a deaf man who has a speech impediment. They have heard the works of our Lord. They are eager with anticipation and they ask him to do something very nice. Lay your hands on him. Now is when the true prophecy begins to happen because our Lord then removes him, not in the crowd, but away off by himself. He does not lay hands on him. He sticks his fingers into the guy's ears, grabs his tongue, spits, and says, Ephatha, and the healing takes place, right? Now, we all very nicely gave the sign of peace. If someone in church, like, put their fingers in your ear and grabbed your tongue and started spitting on the floor, you might say, excuse me, sir, let's go outside and have a talk for a moment, all right? This is now the encounter where our Lord is doing a number of things. See, when he creates this healing, he orders him not to tell anyone. Why is that? When the people find out, they exclaim, he has done all things well. He makes the deaf hear and the mute speak because they understand what they've heard in the synagogue, the prophecy from Isaiah, which we heard in the first reading. These are the works of the Messiah. He will be a man who does healing. He will make the deaf hear and the mute speak and the lame walk and the blind see. In fact, when the disciples of John the Baptist come to Jesus and say, are you the one who is to come or should we wait for another? Jesus says, tell John what you see. The deaf hear, the blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. See, they are astonished and he wants them to tell them nothing because he fears what they will do. Because they want him to bring him into their own context. They're in the comfort of the city, in the nicety of the laying on of hands. And what does he give them? He gives them flesh touching flesh and grip and sweat and spit. And whoever eats and drinks the flesh and blood of the Son of Man has life. And if you don't eat the flesh and drink the blood, you do not have life. Take up your cross daily and follow after me. Where I am, my servant also shall be. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. And the heart was pierced and immediately outflowed blood and water. And it was said, truly this man was the Son of God. And he appears in the upper room and says, here, put your fingers into my hands and put your hand into my side and be not unbelieving but believe. 
I grip your tongue and I spit. I know the works of the world. See, there is now no vanity here. There is no difference between a rich person and a poor person when the Son of God has got your hands, his hands on your tongue, right? All things level out. All are equal lying on the slab at the morgue. All are equal on the surgeon's table. All are the radically more equal before the Son of God. That's why, as I meditated, that phrase from St. Augustine rung in my ears when he wrote to his people saying, For you I am a priest, as you, excuse me, with you I am a Christian, as you I am a sinner before the merciful God. And that host will be raised up, the flesh and the blood, and will say, Behold, and every heart that wants to hear. For we listen to many, many things, noise abounds. And those who want to truly proclaim and to speak, oh, we babble all sorts of things. Do we want to speak the words of God and the power of conviction? Will all who kneel down and say with great love and hope, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. My own self, for my whole totality is held, my fears and my hopes, my dreams and my failures. They are all here. Just say the word. Even if you got to grab my tongue and spit on the floor, I'll clean it up later. Stick your fingers into my ears and root out whatever else it is. I'll do that, Lord. You also do. And in that way, we can proclaim glory to God in the highest. He has done all things well. That's why the priest goes to the altar and does not make up nice-sounding words. He says, pray God with faith in his heart, the words that all who hear might acknowledge that this is the Son of God wants to teach and heal, yes, sometimes just wants to cram his fingers to your ears and say, got to get the wax out, man, and grab your tongue and rub off the vanities. And then, can I try to imagine the end of that? Imagine you're that guy. Fingers in the ears, grab the tongue, spit, everything's healed. What's the next line? Like, <laughs> Uh, thanks, man. Want to get a drink? <laughs> no. It is to be astounded. Say, now let my life be your whole life. If you have done all things well, please give me the grace to do all things well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.